It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to listen to the Franchise Academy podcast live out of my son's former bedroom. (laughs) So we are excited tonight because I have a really cool person and a really great new friend of mine. Her name is Carrie Northington from Arizona is going to be on in a minute. And, um, you know, the, the Franchise Academy podcast is everything franchising, everything you ever wanted to know about franchising, how to buy a franchise, how to sell a franchise, how to turn your business into a franchise. So it's everything you wanted to know. And, um, you know, my background is I've owned and operated several franchises and also non-franchise businesses. I started from scratch and uh, I help people figure out if franchising is for them or not, because it's really not for everyone. So we're going to talk a lot tonight about mistakes that people make when you're buying a franchise. I had great success in my first franchise and then sold it uh, within five years, made a ton of money on that sale, bought a second franchise and failed and lost just about my life, whole life savings. So we're going to talk about how to avoid doing that. So if you buy a franchise, it won't happen to you. I want to bring on my guest, um, Carrie Northington from um, Arizona, Gilbert, Arizona, to be exact, and um, right near Phoenix, Scottsdale area. So Carrie's so interesting because she is a originally a stay-at-home mom and also a, an RN, a registered nurse. And she turned entrepreneur. She holds a degree, two degrees, actually, nursing and psychology, um, which I definitely need. I know that. Uh, (laughs) She's passionate about the science of eating behaviors, which my daughter, I know, is very into. And she uh, is the owner of Northington Fitness and Nutrition, as well as the Protein House franchise in Gilbert. And that's a fast, casual, healthy eating concept. Carrie also is a speaker and a writer and a blogger like me. We have so much in common Um, and also a published fitness cover model. And she consults with entrepreneurs uh, on how to build their business and scale their own digital business uh, using her debt-free framework. So, Carrie, welcome. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Yeah, this is so cool. And we just met like, what, a week ago? Yeah. I I mean, we had a great conversation about a week ago. And from there, I just was so excited to hear what you're doing because it was something that I wish that I would have had when I was researching and looking into the franchise myself. Uh Yes. It's, um, It's so interesting because you've had such success. What was the first thing that you owned? Um, we partially own my husband and I, a part of an orange theory fitness. And so we felt as though we had, you know, we knew everything about franchises because we were in one to some extent, even this, this minor extent. And that's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I can attest to that. Oh my goodness. I can attest to that. Um, so you were in orange fitness, you have that whole kind of background, uh, in health, nutrition, you know, nursing, that whole gamut. Uh, but then you opened up your own business, which is not a franchise. Right. No, the, we have a personal training studio and a virtual coaching business, fitness coaching business, and that's of our own devices. So the franchise experience 
Um, I think that it's amazing for people who, you know, in the beginning of doing the studio, it's come up with the colors, your branding, your, your, all of your strategy, your social media, there's a lot more to do. And there's, it's a lot of conveniences come with a franchise in that regard and the systems and structures and things in place. Uh, so if you're going to have two businesses, sometimes it could be a little more convenient to, you know, research and look into the franchise concepts. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, of course it sounds biased coming from me, but you know, a franchise is a business with training wheels and that's why I needed one. Cause I knew nothing about business whatsoever. Um, I love that. That's so true with yeah. training wheels. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it is so true with the right franchise. I mean, that's the issue. Um, there's 4,000 franchises that span 90 different industries. There's no rules or regulations that say who could franchise and who can't anybody could franchise as long as they, you know, pay the lawyer and get their franchise disclosure document. Just because they have the FDD does not mean that they know how to support somebody, you know, halfway across the country or even in their own town for that matter. Um, so you have to really get involved with a franchise that has experience. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that it would be um, completely dependent on the business owner's previous experience, because if you have ran a business before and you are confident, you may actually enjoy helping a franchise create some of the the main things about their business. But if you're brand, brand new, you really do need an experienced franchise that's going to be able to relay all that information to you where you're more following the leader as opposed to the opposite. I agree. Absolutely. And, you know, in my second franchise, which was something called Super Suppers out of Fort Worth, Texas, they did everything they could to possibly help us. But they were actually a culinary school, not so much a franchisor. And so they struggled with some of those um, support issues that you really need in a franchise. And and so, you know, I don't hold anything against them. Uh, I made the choice to buy the franchise, but still, nonetheless, it was – a tough going and and it didn't work at all. Not only for me, not only just for that franchise company, but that whole entire industry, the make and take industry collapsed. Yeah. And I, you know what, thinking back on, on purchasing the restaurant, you know, in my case, I don't have restaurant ownership experience. So if you don't have experience in the business that you're looking to purchase a franchise in, you really do want to focus on that added experience of the franchisor so that you can learn the ropes. Because like we were talking about before, I mean, I know everything in fitness that seems very um, cut and dry to me, but restaurants are completely different. And if you don't have, you know, an idea of how that works and all the logistics, like you mentioned, if you don't have somebody right next to you helping walk you through it, it's something you want to consider. I, I totally agree. And, you know, any of my um, my candidates, if, you, if they're listening, they know I always say that, you know, you really need a business where the franchise company really could hold your hand. Um because who, who are you going to ask for help? You know, if you're a mom and pop business and you don't really know the industry, you can't ask your competitor for help. But in a franchise, you can ask your fellow franchisee in the next territory to help you. And they, they, they want to help you because you're all building equity in the same franchise. 
you all succeed when you work together. That is the really cool thing about uh, established franchises or just even multiple locations that all the test marketing and things that different strategies that can be done, you can be testing multiple different things Mm -hmm. and see what works. And it's almost like, well, shotgun your business versus being one single location where you don't have the bandwidth to test as many different potential promotions or collaborations, things like that. So that is a really awesome, awesome thing about franchise. And and just the food business itself is just a tough business period. It's probably not a tougher business or industry that you could be involved in. It's so much more than just serving the food, but the whole back end of the restaurant with, you know, spoilage and employee HR issues and all of that kind of stuff. That's where it gets crazy. So many moving parts. I'll never forget, you know, the first time that I was filing like a health claim because somebody, you know, cut themselves in the kitchen, which is something that's so common, right? Yeah. But not something that you think about when you're purchasing the restaurant. And I'll I'll remember that when I was filing and I'm I'm telling them what happened. And they were like, Well, was this person stabbed by another person? And I'm like, What? No. And they're (laughs) like, Oh, well, that can happen. You know, yeah. so it's interesting when you're when you're just getting into it, you don't really understand, you know, just all the moving parts and the different things that can go on um, with kitchen, kitchen stuff, cooking utensils, all of the different appliances, the maintenance on all of the appliances. It's it's just a whole nother beast. I preaching to the choir on that, and and I just, you know, the, it's just coming from firsthand experience. Um, having you on the on the show it's just so great and and if anyone is um you know watching on facebook live right now uh feel free to uh, ask any questions of either one of us uh anything about franchising or our background we'll be happy to answer those questions and uh gina is uh, monitoring facebook live for those questions so uh we could do that um so carrie can you share kind of an aha moment that you have had that um, you could really point to as part of your success in your current business? The, the biggest aha moment I had is just really understanding the logistics of hiring and team building. Ah. Um, you know, my husband and I were working and I would say that when it's a couple, it's still, you're kind of feeling like it's that solopreneur type thing. And then you have a few people that you're adding to your team uh, but in the fitness business, the the training, just the team building is different. And in a restaurant, you're working so you're working closely together. The dynamic is so important. Um, you know, one person has any negativity in the building. It just can spread like wildfire. And that is something that has really opened my eyes is how to, you know, how I'm going to go about an interview, how I'm going to select the proper team, uh-huh. um, those kinds of things. It's it's changed the whole trajectory of of what I'm up to now. Wow. So at the same time, so you own two businesses right now. So there's a protein house uh, franchise, but then your own fitness business. Is there one or two differences that you see clearly between the two different, you know, industries, if you will? Uh, I would say that the the spoilage, the waste, um, you know, projections of uh, scheduling, sales, those kinds of things. And there's a lot more moving parts when it comes to a restaurant. With the gym, it's very easy. Like this person's coming in, we're scheduling this trainer, this person's with them. It, there's not the dynamic of like, what will the labor be? We do a kind of a compensation type plan at the, at the studio. So right. there isn't as much of the calculating what 
the expenses are going to be and they don't change as much as they do in a restaurant. I mean, I realized really fast that you can mess up a few things on your labor and your food order and you can be in the hole in a restaurant big time. Yeah. Overnight. One little mistake. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, what is one thing you're really excited about right now that's going on in either one of your businesses? Well, I'll say for the franchise, um, in the plaza, there's an awesome yoga studio moving in and I'm super excited. I talked to the person in the plaza and I'm really big on collaboration and there's a lot of really great ideas that we have coming for 2019 and how you were mentioning about, oh, you can't really work as much with your competitors. I found that that does happen, but you can find people in markets that would share the same ideal clientele and you can partner with them and work with them. I feel like a lot of traditional marketing is dying, unfortunately, and everyone's focusing on digital. Um, so I really like to go back the other direction with with some of that. And I'm excited for that to be on tap for 2019. Huh. And then at the studio, I just I just love what we're doing there. I mean, it's I was joking with you on the phone that um, you know I'm new in the restaurant business, so there's a learning curve, right? And it's like having you know a, a favorite kid. So the gym, the gym's functioning and up and running, and we always have a great time with with what we have to offer there. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's it's just so great, um, and and it's it's a great dynamic. Just you know, being in a gym all day long and and being the owner and helping people kind of get to their goals and in that way, and then in the protein. Um, in the protein house franchise, you, you know, you're supporting that lifestyle, but, um, I think in the gym, you're actually changing people's lives right there. Uh, yeah, I love that. It's so true. Really the creation or the reason that we wanted to get involved with protein house is because we feel like it's very difficult for people to eat healthy on the go nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's so with protein house restaurants are challenging, but I really do feel like we're pulling a rabbit out of a hat because it's all of this food that doesn't have preservatives. That's very fresh. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been a challenge, but bringing it to the area and it's been amazing because everyone's just stoked to be able to grab something on the go that they know doesn't, isn't loaded with a bunch of junk. Well, before I forget, where, where is your store? Give, give us the address for anybody who's in the area. We have, we have family in the area, so Really? Oh, and you should, everyone should come out over this time of the year if you're living on Log Island because the weather here is so much better. It's yes. three, yeah, it's 3097 uh, East Pecos Road, Suite 106. So we're Pecos and Higley and Gilbert. Oh, and then cool. our gym's on Gilbert and Ray, and that's also in Gilbert, but they're a little bit of a space of, apart from each other. I'm trying to remember the um, the, Berg, the Heart Attack Grill was down there by you. Do you remember? Do you know that place? It's totally opposite of what you're doing. No, I'm like, I, I have not heard of it, but I would like to see what that's about. <laughs> the heart attack grill. I don't, I think they're they only open. You. They're only open in Vegas now. I think they were in Chandler and um, the original site. And the heart attack grill was um, or is a place where they fry everything in lard. Oh my gosh. Um, and if you can eat a certain amount of burgers within a certain amount of time, your meal is free. Um, they don't have tomatoes and lettuce for your burgers because that's way too healthy. That is um, hilarious. It's it's crazy. It's just the opposite of everything. And when you when you open when you walk into the place, they give you a hospital gown. They put you in a wheelchair to walk you oh to your table. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. It's, it's such a great gimmick, um, but it'll kill you. But we we were visiting down there a couple of years ago with my kids, and and we got off the plane, and um, I drove straight there. <laughs> 
And that my is, wife is like, what are you doing to us? Why are we in hospital <laughs> gowns? <laughs> At least it's they really warn cool. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was great. It so was really creative. Cool. I love hearing about businesses like that because the that's what's so much fun about being in business, being an entrepreneur, the creativity and just seeing people's visions come to life. It's uh-huh. really cool. I totally agree. And that's that's why I gave up working in the subway for my own business because I needed to do something exciting and creative. Um, but I want to ask you, what is one piece of advice that you've gotten that's really changed your entrepreneurial life? Oh, I think that you uh, – the sound changed. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, oh, now you're on. the sound on. changed for years. What, what was the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but um, – what I was asking is, um, what is one piece of entrepreneurial advice that you received that worked well for you? Oh, wow. There's so many pieces of advice, but honestly, um, having a consultant, a mentor or a coach is the number one tip that I could say, you know, there's no reason to learn everything on your own and figure it out the hard way. Uh, when we were speaking, you know, if I would have had somebody navigating me through and asking the right questions when I was looking into researching a franchise and or any other business decision, it saves a lot of mistakes. And not only is that your time, it's also your, you know, stress, your hard earned uh, finances, everything. So that's the best advice that I've ever heard. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. What is one myth that um, either about franchising or about you know, the fitness industry or whatever industry that you would like to bust right here, right now? With the franchise uh, industry, you know, I really, I think you hit the nail on the head with like the FDD, you know, people can franchise businesses. It doesn't always mean that they have a system in place. So I was very green in the ways of just the growing pains that a new franchise would experience. When I heard that Um, more experienced franchises would have, I I think that you mentioned that you work with people that have 25 plus locations, but I I think that there's also a number even larger than that, that would make them technically very experienced. Um, And that's something that didn't dawn on me. And I think it's a myth to think that if there's more than one, that it's finished, it's like initial growing years or, you know, the system set. Yep. Yeah, we feel that um, 25 units up and running for at least a year uh, is a good kind of rule of thumb to look at when you're looking at new franchises. Uh, And as you mentioned, a little bit larger franchise, one that is more like um, 100 units is good because they're at the point now with 100 units where they're not relying on franchise fees to pay their bills, but they're living on the royalties of their existing franchisees. And that makes a really healthy franchise. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a lot of myths with that. And then also just in general, you, some people would think that when you purchase into a franchise, you'll have no say you have to. So a lot of entrepreneurs, I think veer away from it because they want to have creative control. They want to be able to make their own decisions. And that's not the experience that I've had at all. A lot of my ideas have been used. They've been taken and it's not true that really it's, you will never get to do anything and you're just doing what somebody else tells you to do. And I think that that's a myth that people don't realize isn't always the case. Great point. That's one of my favorite points. <laughs> That's absolutely true. You have total uh, latitude to for your decisions on a day-to-day operation in a franchise. 
uh, you're working within the rules, but the rules are actually to protect your business interests. So, um, I mean, that's a podcast in itself, just a whole show just on that. It really is. Because I'll hear, uh, I've heard other comments about franchises that if you're an entrepreneur and if you're a visionary, then a franchise isn't for you and this and that. But, you know, I've had a completely different experience. Um, Some of our promotions have actually come from uh, some of my, you know, managerial staff. We've gotten great ideas and now they're used throughout uh, the entire brand. And so it's not the case that you, you know, nobody will hear you because like you were saying, if you're in a, a healthy concept where you're sharing ideas and you each want the other to succeed, you're working together. So you don't want to be batting everyone else's ideas down. Yeah. Yeah. Great, uh, great point. So cool. So I want to change gears for a second. I wanted to find out what are you reading or listening to these days that's inspiring you or helping you in your business? One of my, my, the books that I just finished was The Prosperous Coach. And um, basically everything in coaching I'm realizing translates directly to restaurant management and team building in general, because having patience and understanding that you're going to have to, to work with your team um, through different challenges. And it won't just be, oh, I told somebody this once and now they know what to do. That's been extremely helpful. I love listening to podcasts, the Momentum podcast that Alex Sharfin puts out. I, I get tons of great team building tips. Um, I've been really focused on team building this year. That's something that has been a weak point. So I've been honing in on that. And now, I mean, this is going to be a regular because I love to hear all the information about franchises because I would love to say that I'll continue on um, purchasing them in the future. Well, thank you. That's cool. I appreciate that. Um, any kind of uh, words of wisdom, departing words of wisdom that you would like to share with the Franchise Academy audience? Yeah. You know, number one tip that I have when you're researching into a franchise is to just get some help in looking through all of the documents. And I was listening to the podcast previously and you and Gina were talking about resistance and that people sit down at the dinner table and tell everyone that they're going to buy a franchise and everyone's like, no, don't. And I think that it's true that they're just fearful. They're worried that you're going to make a bad decision. They want to protect you, but you can alleviate a lot of those fears by having somebody who really can do a deep dive into whatever's going on. And then also a deep dive into you and your personality to make sure that you're a fit because a franchise, it, it doesn't mean that there's like you were talking about it when one doesn't work, it doesn't mean necessarily that the concept isn't great. It's just, you need the right person to take that concept and you need the right experience. So having a matchmaker of sorts dive in and make sure that you're a good fit is the best advice that I could give. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, uh, and thank you for saying that. And and I think, you know, because that's what I do is I'm coaching people. And and the reason I, I do it is because I've made mistakes, you know. So my book, Franchise Savvy, I talk about all the stories, success and failure that, that we've experienced in franchising. So um, it's a great, great opportunity to, to read up uh, if you're just thinking about franchising. Um, so lastly, just wanted to let people know where they could reach you. And uh, if you want to talk a little bit about your um, coaching business and, and that, if you'd like. I would love that. Um, everyone could reach me at northingtonfitnessandnutrition.com. 
um, or at my email, Carrie at Northington Fitness and Nutrition.com. And most of the business coaching that I do is just helping people build online businesses. Um, the uh-huh. thing that's cool about focusing in that regard is the overhead is, you know, your computer. There's no risk. And you can pursue your passion in that way. And that was how we were able to open the physical location of the gym was from the online coaching, uh, fitness coaching. So I'm really passionate about helping others create that. That's so cool. That's so awesome. Um, So we're going to put Carrie's links um, on our page, the Franchise Academy podcast.com. So you'll be able to reach Carrie directly. And I want to thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much. And uh, we have a lot more to talk about in the future for sure. I know. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like we could splice into about four different episodes about uh, different things with the franchise. So I would love to return and we could talk about those further. And we definitely will do that for sure. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, This is the... uh, Franchise Academy podcast. I'm Tom Scarta, and uh, we're dropping new episodes every Tuesday. And um, this is Tuesday, December 11th. Is that right? Yes. So we'll be back um, next week with a very special show. Trav Bell, the bucket list guy, is going to be calling us from his hometown in Sydney, Australia, uh, way down under. So it's actually going to be his Wednesday, his time uh, next Tuesday. So, um, Stay tuned for that. Thanks so much. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising. Education, insight, and inspiration.